Who the fuck is this dear listeners? Dear. dear listeners. I've been listening for dear my whole life. I ain't never heard one. Friends of Trappo. Dear friends of Trappo. Trappist. Oh, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to say it, the Trappist. I'm a Trappist. I believe in the <laughs> clown who lives in the desert. <laughs> I do not want to be associated with a <laughs> clown. But he, guess what? Since he's all, since he's fictional, he just murdered a guy. Trappo just murdered somebody. He didn't <laughs> anyone. He, did, he didn't <laughs> an adult. Trappo just killed an adult. He didn't kill a kid. Okay, I mean, once again, Trappo didn't kill children. <laughs> I know. I know. No, Chapel's a good man. He's a good Christian man. He, he goes to the same church as Candace Cameron Gray. Hey, what's up, Trappers? Just a quick interruption to give you the results of our latest poll. And Giant Palm by Naima Bach has officially been inducted into the Trappo Essentials canon. Congratulations to Naima Bach, and thanks for voting, everybody. Back to the show. Yeah. Dear listener, that's all getting cut out. Welcome back to the show that talks about you on purpose. Not you, Kai, but you, the listener. Not the show that talks about Kai on purpose. We can do that next week. It's the show that talks about you on purpose. Now, when I say you, I'm pointing to you, dear listener. You can't see my finger, but I'm pointing. Chapel's mailbag, and uh, we got a whole bunch of comments. And uh, I don't know if you know this. Some people, they might have emailed us. They might have happened. The drought is over. Kai, we're going to open up Trapple's mailbag. I'm going to jam my sweaty fingers into that sack and pull out some mail. <laughs> and the first piece of mail I have retrieved from the damp sack that is Trapple's mailbag is Dear Returning Champion Max Power. Did you? Do, it's from Trapple's mailbag number 15. Can you believe we've done this many mailbags? We've done so many mailbags. And uh, Max Power has been with us for a long time hopefully one day we might meet in person so that i can strangle him and become him i will wear his face and become max power <laughs> now uh, max power our dear dear friend i have to stress this listener max power is a friend of the show says uh this little little bit of context this episode chapel's mailbag number 15 deals with some pretty heavy subjects and this is max power replying basically to stuff he said in the episode this is a reply on the post. I'd almost forgotten about that thread. I'm wondering if maybe I was too grandiose, too broad in my initial reply. Why was I so passionate about some words on a blog? Maybe I was getting dizzy from standing on that super tall soapbox, but fuck it, I stand by every word I say. I'm a deeply weird person. I have spiritual experiences while tripping on LSD and listening to bizarre music. I'm a gender-fluid part-time drag queen who twerked to Shen C's dolly dressed like Carrie at the prom, drenched in fake blood on Stage at my 35th birthday party. I got a circle of friends who mean more to me than almost every real member of my real family put together, and we're there for each other no matter the circumstances. And they're all fucking weird people too. I'm a woke snowflake, a harmless individual who's just trying to eke out a little happiness when and where I can in this miserable world. I share some serious stuff in my past. I don't feel like hiding who I am. I've dealt with some fucking trauma. We all have. I'm not going to let it define me. I'm also not going to let some anonymous asshole try to tell me what does and doesn't matter. You don't get to tell me what's important, you brainwashed scumbag. I love who I am. It's taken me a long time to be able to say that, but there it is. I love being myself, and I wouldn't want to be anybody else. I also love Trapo. Thanks, man. And I greatly appreciate that you continue to indulge this weirdness on your blog. Keep doing what you're doing, and I'll keep listening. Keep Trapo weird as fuck. All right. I'm uh, trying to wrap my head around uh, 
I'm a gender-fluid part-time drag queen who twerked to Shensi's dolly dressed like Carrie at the prom, drenched in fake blood on stage at my 35th birthday party. I'm just trying to <laughs> wonder what that is. That's all. I that's just I, I I'm sorry that I got so fucked up reading the comment, but I I got to that sentence and I thought I was short-circuiting. <laughs> so, hold on, <laughs> is this real? I read that right. Okay, never mind. Uh, thank you so much for the comment. <laughs> I'm so glad he commented. Look, if you have video of yourself twerking to this song at your birthday party dressed like Carrie at the prom, could you maybe send it to trapleshow at gmo.com? I'm just saying I will. <laughs> this is purely for scientific purposes. I want to know what's happening. And uh, yeah, we stand by you. You have nothing to apologize for regarding your comments on that thread. We want you to keep coming back. We want you to keep coming. And you know, we will keep Chapel Weird. We also have another comment and it's from old friend Anonymous. Anonymous writes, yeah, that got really heavy in the last half. Perfect Dark is better than GoldenEye though. That's just a fact. I think GoldenEye was fine, I think. I don't care. You know what? I don't care. I guess I don't care. What was better? It doesn't matter. You know what matters? Fucking prostate cancer comment. matters. I mean, that's the thing. You're, you're middle aged. You got to worry about that shit now. Thanks for the comment, Anonymous. I agree. But uh, our next comment is from, I'm going to guess, new commenter, because I don't remember this name. The Internet's a Lie. I just want to say the I Internet's like a title. Lie. The Internet's a Lie says, I used to frequent comic book stores in my youth. I'd wander off into a corner and flip through issues of Heavy Metal Magazine and look for boobs because I couldn't help myself. I felt so ashamed and I made sure nobody saw me when I scanned for illustrated nudity. I was 11 years old and magazines were just right there. I was compelled to do this by my tweed libido. It's forbidden fruit, man. Anytime somebody got close, I'd just drop that magazine down in the rack and pick up whatever comic book was closest. I don't think anybody would caught on, but I didn't really matter i guess what the fuck is this maybe the owner had a camera trained on me the entire time and i never knew so he knew i was a secret pervert all that time and maybe even he told my mother what and that's why she lost all respect for me when i was a young boy growing up on the mean streets <laughs> of aurora illinois i think she really just always wanted a girl and instead she popped out two sons and since i was the youngest she resented me more than my older mother because she thought somehow it was my fault that i wasn't born a girl i had been a boy only to spite my mother Maybe that's just in my head, and she hates me because I was just an asshole kid. But she threw away all my comic books when I started high school because I was too old for funny books, so she can go fuck herself. And she has to since my dad divorced my mother when I was 17, and nobody else wants to date this heinous woman. Wow. I miss all my old Lady Death comics. They were all bagged and boarded, and they looked so handsome in that long box I decorated with a bunch of skulls with my black what the fuck am I reading with my black magic markers? She didn't throw in my issues at Penthouse. She knew where they were. But she left them safely she tucked. Knew. She knew. But she left them safely tucked under my mattress. Maybe she was proud of me for hoarding pornography because it wasn't a fucking comic book. I wish she'd throw those away instead. I could find porn on my phone right now and I just might as soon as I'm done typing this. <laughs> But those comic books aren't so easily replaced. Those back issues of Vengeance of Vampirella cost several dollars a piece on eBay, and I'm not fucking made of money, Mom. I live in a studio <laughs> apartment. <laughs> Several dollars a piece. I live in a studio apartment. I'm barely hanging on because this world is a smoldering nightmare. I'm solely being priced out of the lower, lower middle class despite the fact that I work 60 hours a week. And I miss my bad girl comics, damn you. I had the Vampirella Julie Strain special signed by Julie Strain because she had a signing at the store I shopped at when the issue came out. And it was the coolest fucking thing I ever owned. But my mother threw that away too. Julie Strain's dead now, Bob. She's not signing comics anymore. She's not signing anything 
anything anymore. This this sucks. I guess I'll just take this bitterness to my fucking grave. Nobody better ask me to deliver the eulogy of my brother kicks the bucket because I might just go I, I might just go off like a frothing lunatic behind that podium. It'll be a train wreck. I, and then we immediately switch gears. I enjoy the show traps. It's good stuff. I agree with all the sentiment in the back half of the episode. I feel like our world's coming apart in the seams. I need a safe harbor just to keep semi-sane. We all do. Fuck bigots. Oh, wait. Black math horsemen? What the fuck? I'm sorry. We Shifting gears again. Thing. Another Once again, left. something called black math horsemen. Black math horsemen's got a new EP out. <laughs> Great. It's called Black Math Horseman. It's fucking lovely music that gets me hot and bothered like Penthouse used to back in the day. <laughs> Throwback. They released an album called Wilts back in 2009, toured a little, then fucking broke up because they didn't know what else to do. Sarah Timms went on to form Ides of Gemini. I know Ides of Gemini, which is also badass music, but Black Math Horseman is where it's at, my friends. And now they're back, and better than ever. You say so myself. Oh, God. Ride the black math horseman all the way to Fucktown, USA. <laughs> okay. And R.I.P. Julie Strain. I loved you to turn to Savage Beach. I don't even know where to begin. This read like a Dan Klaus comic book. This is weird as fuck. Thank you. Come back anytime. I like Julie Strain. She was great. I think there was a point in time when she literally said yes to every single movie that came her way. And she did. I think she started like hundreds of movies. She was in everything for a while. I like Julie Strain. Well, good. Because our, uh, our next comment. I don't, look, I don't, know what, I don't know what Black Math Horseman is, I guess. That's my thing. I don't know what that is. That. I know Ides of Gemini. I've heard some of their music. But I guess they're related to Black Math Horseman. I'll listen to it. Uh, if you do uh, eulogize your mother, make sure to... Uh get a video of that send it to us also traposhow at gmail.com we well i mean if he's see. at max power's 35th birthday party it has a video <laughs> of max power twerking to shed sees dolly you send that to traposhow at gmail.com too i gotta give you something <laughs> i don't judge i'm a good man i love judge dread our next Are comment is all? actually a reply to uh the internet is a lies comment old friend anonymous anonymous writes i met julie strain at a signing in la when heavy metal 2000 came out on dvd she was so stoked to be pimping that movie so proud of being immortalized in animation the movie itself wasn't great and it's even worse when you see the original concept art by the legendary simon bisley but there's no way his art style can be translated to animation i think it's still an entertaining flick despite its flaws and julie strain was one of the coolest people i've ever met she was taking photos with fans and and chatting and having a good time for hours. Some of us just stuck around to listen to her talk while she was signing stuff for people. She was just a natural entertainer. I bought a copy of her autobiography, Six Foot One and Worth the Climb. <laughs> I have that book and I'm never getting rid of it. She was a queen of the B-movie. I'm proud of it. Her death really upset me. She was such a cool lady. I tried to find a copy of that autobiography, but every time I looked for it, because it came out in such small quantities, it goes for insane amounts of money. This is before she died. It was going for insane amounts of money. I, I always wanted to read that. I'm talking like 15 years ago I wanted to read that. I was really bummed out by Julie Strain dying because I always liked her. She was very candid. She would always say, the movie sucked, but I did it. And that's it. She didn't hold anything back. She didn't pretend to be anything else. She was always very upfront about her career and about her life. She just seemed like a very interesting person. And our next comment, since we're moving on, is from, oh, fuck. It's from Anonymous. Wonderful. And Anonymous says, 
Everybody wants to have a good time, so can we all just have a good time? This is supposed to be entertaining. I know you had to address the matter at hand on your show, and that's all fine, but that was a lot to take in. Let's just enjoy stuff now. Let's watch some cool movies. Let's just some neat music. I don't have to worry about the horrible world for a while. Taylor Swift's got a problem, though. Why don't we talk about that? Well, yeah, thank you for the comment, Anonymous, and no. Returning champion Aquaslash has something to say about that. Aquaslash commented on this comment, To hell with Taylor Swift. Let's talk about King Woman. I get behind that. I'm with Aquaslash on this one. I'm not going to say bad things about Taylor Swift, so I'm not going to say anything at all. Our next comment is from CJ! Old friend of the podcast. You know, I really like the Arrhythmics. They're a small dude. Effortless cool for these two. Just the best. I don't think I've ever heard the traps discuss the Olympics, and that's a problem. You should think about changing that, maybe. I don't know much, but I do know that the Arrhythmics are awesome, and that awesomeness should be acknowledged on Trapo soon. That's it. That's all CJ said. He's uh, basically, it sounded like a threat. Sounded a little threaty. I'm not against talking about the Arrhythmics. Annie Lennox is a legend. Dave Stewart's a legend in his own right. Little aside, Dave Stewart did the score for Showgirls. <laughs> I love to bring it back to Showgirls, Kai. I gotta do I it. Know. He gave me the way in. And uh, Noe Malone took the way in. <laughs> she gave me the way out. You know, we might talk about the Arrhythmics, CJ. You you basically nominated them. You say, hey, Chapo, talk about the Arrhythmics. And now we might do it. We're moving on. All this right. The road, Our next Kai. comment is from returning friend of the podcast, The Singing Bone. The Singing Bone writes, This mailbag was all over the map, but that's not a bad thing. Honestly, this stuff needs to be said. There's so many radical voices on the right, not just in the U.S., but everywhere, that are essentially calling for diverse voices to be silenced, and that is genuinely scary. J.K. Rowling, one of the richest people in the world, who could have coasted on her Harry Potter fame and just kept out of the spotlight, has transformed her social media into a platform to spread transphobic slurs, and she has a big audience that is buying everything she's selling. I don't know what's going on anymore. There are too many influential people forcing us to accept bigotry and intolerance that we somehow have to remain tolerant of their intolerance. That's what we were just talking about earlier. Let the hate mongers keep spewing bile on the radio and the television. They'll eventually just go away, right? No, they won't. Not when there are millions of people tuning in and believing every horrifying word they say. What's the solution? How about a safe space? People need a safe harbor from the storm. Why can't Trapo be that at least for a little while? I appreciate it. Keep Trapo weird. Thanks, Singing Bone. The Singing Bone also says... And also, talk about the Eurythmics soon. The Eurythmics are great. We're not there yet. Okay, thank you so much for that comment, The Singing Bone. I'm glad you and uh, your friends see Trapo as a safe space. And you're welcome here. And our next comment is from returning champion, I want to say Pillman Projects, but you know, Pillman Projects, (laughs) Brian Pillman Projects. Pillman Projects says... I always like the mailbags. Really entertaining and thought-provoking. Good stuff, and I think anybody who considers themselves a dear listener would agree with... I don't know why I'm just talking like that. Why anyone who considers themselves a dear listener would agree with the underlying sentiment. We like each other. We like being weird. So fuck anyone who disagrees. Since we're on the subject of weird, have you find traps heard of Emit? Well, I was going to say band, but that's not really what Emit is now that I think about it. They're more like a wave of troubled emotion than a band per se. I've heard a review that dubbed their music Blackened Delirium once, and that's the best way I can describe it. Never heard that term before. Semi-ambient dread, like walking through a graveyard after midnight. My favorite collection of theirs is called Specter Music of an Antiquary, and it's a pure 
pure and dark mood. Oh shit. There's a lot of craft and passion behind this music, and it's all designed to make you feel somebody's right behind you, reaching out of the dark. And if the time is right and you think you're actually alone, you might just feel ghostly fingers brush your shoulder. Give it a chance. What's the worst that could happen? You hate it and call me a putz. Or maybe the music really is haunted and you're murdered by a poltergeist. Either way, I'm good. Keep Trepo haunted by awesomely spooky sounds. I, I don't want to be murdered by a poltergeist. And if I am murdered by a poltergeist, if I listen to Emit, I'm going to find a way to haunt you. It's not a threat. That's just a promise. I'm just saying it. I I'm going to listen to this. If I get murdered by a poltergeist, you're done. I you can read this one. I don't, I don't have to say it out loud on the show. That's good for me. You don't like saying her name? I can say Jesse all day long. I don't like saying that last word. I'm not going to say it again. Jailbait for jailbirds. Jailbait for jailbirds. <laughs> why do you have to put your name that? You can make it anything in the world. Why does it have to be that? I still think it's a uh, roller derby reference. That Jesse wait, Jailbait. Wait, is that a roller, is that a roller derby thing? Uh, That sounds like something a roller derby chick would make her character. Yeah. Jesse Jailbait writes... I just want to listen to Trapo each week and enjoy myself. I'm not trying to rock the boat. I don't want to generate controversy. I have to deal with enough bullshit on an average day as it is without that following me around while I'm just trying to relax for a while. I like Trapo. And I like the little community the people I've found because of Trapo. I talk to some of them almost every day, and I consider them real friends. I wouldn't have those friends without this podcast. We're not an echo chamber, but we have enough in common that we can come together to agree on a few fundamental truths. We shouldn't have to tolerate the presence of shitty, closed-minded people in this community. She's talking about Grumpo. That's what she's talking about. <laughs> Yeah. That's what she's talking about. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for the comment, Jesse. I won't say your last name, but thank you so much for the comment. We appreciate it. And uh, look, I, if I, the existence of our show, we helped to create a small community that you're a part of and has enriched your life in some way, that's a wonderful thing. I'm glad. But thank you oh, so much for the comment. Yeah, Jesse, I'm going to say your last name. Jesse, thank you so much for the comment. <laughs> and we're going to move on from the post labeled, This is Not a Review of Forgiveness by Girlpool. That's the name of the post. I'm not going to apologize for any of that. The, our first comment is from good friend of the show, Anonymous, who writes, I did not enjoy this. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Anonymous. This comment was immediately followed up by another anonymous comment reading, Does Trapo need therapy? Because this post reads like a cry for help. Yeah, Trapo probably does need some therapy. Trapo needs fucking shock therapy. <laughs> Our next comment is from Bimmy, which is a thing, I guess. Bimmy says, Bimmy. Don Henley, the heart of the matter. What the hell is this? I thought this was Trapo. We can like Don Henley. Thanks for the comment, Bimmy. Thanks for being a negative Nelly. Turning champion Jeter commented, Nothing wrong with Don Henley or any of the Eagles, man. We contain multitudes. Like, you know what? He spelled Trapo wrong. He says, I thought this was Trapo with one P. It's not Trapo with one P. This is a different show. You might have been listening to a different show, Bimmy. That's hilarious. I thought this was Trapo. It's not. It's Trapo. Thank you for kind of sticking up for uh, for the Eagles, Jeter. Appreciate that. I'm going to bat for the Eagles. Our next comment is from a returning champion. I believe we, we've uh, read from on this episode. CJ, he's back. Devil dipping. Yep. CJ says, I exist. I listen to the show, but I don't follow you on social media because I don't do social media. I am subscribed to the podcast via Google, so that should count for something. I always want to call that Don Henley song Forgiveness because it just sounds like it should be called Forgiveness, right? It, it should, yeah. Girlpool can cover that song sometime. I should get in touch with them on Instagram, except I'm not on Instagram. I may create Instagram. 
just to tell Girlpool to cover the heart of the matter. That's a good enough reason to join Instagram, I suppose. It is. Why not? Thanks for reminding me that Ascension Millennium exists, by the way. I should unsubscribe for that, and I might. But I don't rule it out. <laughs> if you don't talk about the Arrhythmics soon, that might be the last straw. I'm not trying to hold my patronage hostage or anything like that, but this is really important to me. Annie Lennox and Dave Stewart got me through some serious shit in high school, and I need my 79th favorite podcast to talk about their fucking amazing music. And if Switched on Pop won't cover the Arrhythmics, then I guess fucking Trapo's gonna have to pick up the slot. <laughs> Don't you want to get bumped up in the rankings? 79 sounds a lot better than getting knocked down to 81. You can't let those chubs Groucho and Chud at the beer report win. You can focus on 1983's Sweet Dreams. What the fuck is the beer report? You can focus on 1983. <laughs> what the fuck is the beer report? Are they are they number 80? We're not going to get bumped by them. You can't let those chubs Groucho and Chud at the beer report win. You can focus on 1983's Sweet Dreams are made of this if you want to make it easier on yourselves. Or you can make it even easier on yourselves and just do the mixtape thing. I might nominate half of the catalog in that case, but at least that part's out of your hands. Or to paraphrase my bright sun, my shining moon, Annie Lennox, here comes disappointment again. All right, CJ, I think you've made your point regarding the, the arrhythmics. Okay, first off, I apologize for reminding you that Ascension Millennium exists. I'm so sorry. I'll never do that again first off what the fuck is the beer report i don't know what that is are they below us you saying they're below us and if that you'll put them above us i don't want to get bumped by chud and ground show we'll talk about the arrhythmics right now they're great there you go you win they're in the canon i guess whatever no we'll talk about it no they're in the canon not the music we'll just say the arrhythmics for the canon cover our bases until we we put their corpses they're still alive kind Annie Lennox <laughs> is ma- they're still making music. Don't tell me that Dave Stewart's dead. I I didn't read that on Variety. We may do a mixtape. That that sounds like an okay idea. Yeah. Thank you for the comment, CJ. We'll we'll talk about the arrhythmics eventually. And, but don't uh, nominate half the catalog. Don't do that. Don't be that guy. Just a couple. Not Pick all. your favorites. So to uh, CJ's comment, Paisley Jaguar had a returning comment. Mimi Parker is gone, and it's breaking my heart. The music of Low has gotten me through some of the worst times in my life. I saw them in concert three times, and I wish I could have seen them a hundred more times. Their music is special, and I love it with all my heart. My favorite release of theirs has always been songs for a dead pilot and I've had it on heavy rotation for days now. Give it a listen and remember that amazing human being that was Mimi Parker. Why is that a reply? I don't know. I think uh, Paisley Jaguar just clicked the wrong button. Because that's do CJ's comment. That kind of threw me for a loop. I, I like Lowe. Damn shame Mimi Parker died. I think she had ovarian cancer. Lowe's good. Lowe's a great band. This is how you sing Amazing Grace. That's a real heartbreaker right there. I love that song. Our last comment for the, uh, what is it? Uh, this is not a review of Forgiveness by Girlpool. Post is from Anonymous. Once again, returning champion. I think third time in the same post. Thread, yeah. Anonymous says, I'm just terribly disappointed by all of this. <laughs> You and me both. It's fine. Good job. Thanks, Anonymous. I'm I'm terribly disappointed in you. How about that? How's it feel? That's fair, honestly, considering the contents of the post. I wasn't deliberately trying to be negative in the post because I, I felt bad. It was a joke. I've noticed that some people seem to not understand that your writing style isn't like a fucking essay that you wrote like it's in high school. 
<laughs> Why are you writing it in questions? Because he's a fucking maniac and he wanted to do something different other than write a three paragraph essay in the same format. I mean, if you listen to the episode, it's unfocused and bizarre because it's not an episode of the show. It's it's literally what we cut out of an episode of the show. It's not a full episode of Trapo. It's not a post. Everything sucks and there's no hope. It's just nihilistic garbage. It's a joke. The post is a joke. The episode is a joke. I could say yeah. the episode was a joke, too. So don't fucking come at me. And be like, oh, this trap, do you need help? Are you sad? No, it was a joke. I was trying to be funny. If it wasn't funny, I apologize. I don't Trapo apologize. might need therapy, but that's not the point. Because I thought it was funny. That's what matters to me. I mean, we have plenty of episodes. If you just want to listen to an episode of the show, someone sent us an email. MacDonald, Archbishop Mac. MacDonald? Fuck you, that's not a real name. Archbishop Mac. Someone sent us a goddamn email. The first email we ever got. The very on first one. Number one, Kai. And you can read this fucking email. This is also in regards to this post, so this one especially works out. And that's from returning champion and friend of the podcast, Archbishop Mac. I must say, I greatly appreciate you guys handling the rather heavy subject matter in the back half of your 15th mailbag. You chose to go public with your thoughts, and that's a bigger deal than you may realize. Your words might alienate some potential listeners, because there's a lot of people who hear words like safe space, and they immediately tune out. There are a lot of bigots in this world. I've met a lot of them. I'm a long-haul trucker based in Tennessee, so you can trust me when I say that I know what I'm talking about. It's been nearly 40 weeks out of an average year on the road crisscrossing the United States, and there are so many small-minded people just living their angry little lives, unable or unwilling to take a chance and try to accept a more open point of view. Of course, people assume when they see me, I must have left my MAGA hat at home or something because I drive a semi-trailer and I have a beard. I'm actually composing this email while sitting in the outer rim of a vast Walmart parking lot in Chicago. Chattanooga, getting ready to eat some unhealthy fast food and take a nap in my sleeper cab. <laughs> I just wanted to write you guys and let you know my thoughts because I support your show and think what you're doing is important. I know you don't want to transform Trapo into a big political thing, but you said it in this episode. All art is political. Just sometimes that stuff can't be avoided. Trapo is a safe place for snowflakes. I'm a snowflake. I'm glad I have a place I can go where I feel comfortable. Is it an echo chamber? Maybe. That's not a bad thing. There are plenty of people who keep in encouraging others to get outside of their bubble and seek other points of view. Most of those people are closeted bigots. I like my bubble, damn it. Spend enough time outside of that bubble hearing some truly reprehensible filth spewed from people's mouths. I can't fight all of these people. I can't engage in fisticuffs with half of the people I meet when I'm out, out and about, even if I sometimes feel like taking a swing or two. So I need a safe space. I need a bubble. It's comfortable. All my stuff's here. Thanks for bringing the entertainment, Traps. Traps is in all caps. All traps the time. And caps. I like it. Traps <laughs> is in caps. Yeah, it's just traps. It is weird. I like it. I like it. In that vein, I'd like to recommend some interesting music to you both, if you don't mind. A little work from a musical genius named Petra Hayden. She's kept herself pretty busy over the years making music with her sisters, the Hayden Triplets, Tito and Tarantula, the Decemberists, Beck, Food Fighters, Sun Kill Moon, and so many others. Her most recent release is a collaboration with The Lord called Devotional, and I highly recommend that. But that's not what I wanted to talk to you about. The work I wanted to bring to your attention is from 2013, and it's called Petra Hayden Goes to the Movies. It's a bizarre and highly creative collection of covers of instantly recognizable themes from classic motion pictures, composed almost entirely of Petra Hayden's layered vocals. Oh, that's cool. Most of the music Hayden's 
covering here is without vocals, so she just creates the melodies with her versatile voice and a little help from her trusty computer. It's such an unusual experiment, one that sounds on its face like a joke or a novelty act, but this is very listenable music, catchy and exciting, and yes, more than a little kitschy. Just listen to her peculiar and wonderful cover of the iconic theme from A Fistful of Dollars and try not to fall in love with it. You will fail. That's really I had to share with you this time around. I still listen to your show. I haven't missed an episode yet, and I thought your Halloween special was great. If you want to make more stuff like that, I'd sure appreciate it. But I appreciate Trapo anyway, and even if I never get to hear an actual episode of The Real Face of America, I'm still probably die a happy man. Not as happy as I could have been, but happy nonetheless. The human race isn't doomed yet, Traps. Call me delusional, but I think we might just have a chance. Keep Trapo weird. I'm uh, glad we could help provide a safe space and some free entertainment for you you guys keep fueling us with things to check out i've never heard of petra hayden i want to hear uh, this the theme to a fistful of dollars with just her voice is jaws on there i gotta hear her voice make jaws so yeah i'm into this and by the way, Mac, guess what? We would like to hear a real episode of The Real Face of America. And we have good news for you. There are two episodes, two full episodes, real episodes of The Real Face of America. You you can listen to them, but here's the best you part. You just gotta find them. Because they're, they're not just audio, they're video. We made these Ooh. episodes years ago. There are two episodes out right now. Yeah, I'll over put 10 them. years ago. Yeah, it's been a long time. So yeah, there are two episodes of The Real Face of America. Just go to YouTube and search for The Real Face of America. You'll find two episodes. One of them involves the Night Ranger murders. That's the second episode. Episode one is called The Maloney Vine Story and is about a, a watermelon. Watermelon fresh off the vine. Yeah. The watermelon goes to LA to become a movie star and gets caught up in uh, the pornography industry and becomes a porn star and there's a downward spiral of drugs and unprotected sex and it's a whole nightmare it is what it is and you can watch it there are two episodes and uh because we enjoyed making the ktrp halloween special so much there may be uh, another episode real face of america just for fun it might happen sometime we've got ideas yeah, and so thank you so much for the email, Mac. I'm personally glad that you decided not to abandon the blog. I thought you would for a while, but you did. You came back, and we were glad. And thanks for emailing us. And once again, I put this out to everybody. If you've emailed us before, you can email us again. If you have something to talk about, yep. go ahead. And by the way, speaking of something to talk about, apparently uh, <laughs> we got one more email we have to talk about because this this feels like a big deal to me. When we released our, our Halloween mailbag episode, which came out not too long ago as of this recording, Max Power left a reply and said he attended a black mass on Devil's Night. Now, obviously, both of us being the weirdos that we are, we had to know more, and we were pissed off that Max Power decided not to elaborate. Yeah, like and, you can't gloss over that and guess No, what? and so we put it out in that episode. We said, hey, Max Power, get back to us and tell us what the fuck happened at that black mass. And uh, apparently, I've just, I have not read the email, but I scrolled through it. Took a while to scroll through it. Max Power decided to really elaborate on what happened at that Black Mass. And I have to say, Kai, honestly, I'm very excited to read this email. Max Power's email is actually titled my black mass and, you know i'm just gonna read it here's my story all of it's true but you can believe as much of it as you choose i didn't elaborate on my experience with the black mass in my earlier comment because i honestly didn't think there would be any real interest come on 
don't bullshit us. I had no idea my traps would want to know more, so I just left my traps? I had no idea my traps would want to know more, so I just left it vague. But since you'd want to know more, I'll tell you what went down on Devil's Night. But in order to get there, you're going to have to indulge me for a while. I feel like I have to provide some context for this situation. There's a backstory. I need to clarify a few things, and as such, I fear this is going to go on for a while. But you fuckers asked for a story, so I'm going to give you one. Be careful what you wish for. I'm, I got bring it on, Max Power. Bring it on. I think it's important to note that modern Satanists don't actually worship Satan. Atheistic Satanists are really more in the vein of secular humanists, but they like all the ceremony and pageantry of occult rituals. It's basically a form of cosplay, and the Black Master Satanic is a direct result of that. It began as a rude parody of the Catholic Mass with roots in the Middle Ages, believe it or not. But the modern ceremonies were born out of late 19th and early 20th century writings like Jules Michelet's Satanism and Witchcraft, published in English in 1863, which served to inspire H.T.F. Rhodes's The Satanic Mass, published in 1954, which in turn served as the primary inspiration for Anton Sander LeVay with his own Satanic Mass, as well as the great prog band Coven, who recorded a complete black mask for side B of their 1969 debut album, Witchcraft Destroys Minds and Reaps Souls. I would recommend you read more on Coven founder Jinx Dawson, by the way. She's a fascinating individual. As for the black mass itself, if you're not familiar with the holy mass in Catholicism, it traditionally consists of two parts. The first part, the mass of the catechumens, which features readings of scripture, homily, and prayers of the faithful. And the second part, the liturgy of the faithful, consecrates bread and wine, which transubstantiate and become the body and blood of the risen Christ. A black mass is an inversion of the holy mass, meaning it follows the same overall structure, but it strips away the explicitly Christian iconography and replaces it all with a blasphemous parody. Readings consist of reciting tenets from the Satanic Bible or other similar works, and the homily involves the priest explaining the lessons of Satanism and how they can be applied towards everyday life. Satanists invoke the name of Satan to mock the name of God, although they don't believe it. For Satanists, the devil is a role model. Lucifer denied the sovereignty of God and chose to walk his own path. A Catholic priest will preach that it is right and good to worship and pray and sacrifice in this life for the glories of the next life, where you will have a place in the warmth of God's holy light if you suffer and toil without enjoying the here and now. Satanists reject this premise and instead preach that the here and now cannot be taken for granted, that we must pursue joy in our lives when and where we can, because there's no guarantee of a great eternal reward when we finally kick the bucket. I'm oversimplifying things, of course, but that is the gist of it. Satanism seeks to elevate humankind, to place the human being above God. Since we created God, we are God's creator, hence we are greater than God. We create our own morality, and we live that moral life without the fear of divine reward or retribution. At this point, I should probably let it be known that I am not an atheistic Satanist. Don't shit your pants because I'm not a theistic Satanist either. If I had to categorize my belief system in any way, I would clarify that I walk the left-hand path. The right-hand path represents for many the repression and hypocrisy of religion. But the truth of the matter is, the right hand is just another path to enlightenment. It represents what could be called the purity of mind, and is closely associated with asceticism and the masculine energy. The left hand path deals with enlightenment through sensation and devotion to feminine energy. There are many ways to devote oneself to enlightenment through sensation. You remember when Sting made Tantra a buzzword in pop culture for a while? That can be a big part of it. Sex magic can also be a big part of this, and if nothing else, it makes for a bit of fun role-playing bad or worse.
Brooks. My left-hand path does not entirely ascribe to Eastern religious philosophy, and I don't want to speak out of turn since I have no desire to offend anybody. My left-hand path is something I've developed myself, a way of being that makes sense to me. I seek enlightenment using my own methods. I break certain taboos and embrace imagery that others would deem evil or sinful. Adoption of certain satanic rituals is a part of that. I have discovered my own morality and path to divinity, entirely removed from modern organized religion by adopting ancient spiritualistic practices and even creating a few of my own, focusing on devotion to Shakti or the feminine aspect of reality. Sensory pleasure is paramount to this path as it allows me to break free from the bonds of my physical form and explore new realms of sensation. I also this is again weirdly deep. I also use hallucinogenic yeah. compounds in meditation to commune with greater facets of the multiverse. Jesus. On special occasions it has to do with astrological conjunctions, which I could bore you with for another 20 minutes, but I'll just leave it at that for now. Thank you. I will combine these practices with close friends, and we will share an unforgettable sensory experience that I will leave to your imaginations. Okay? The alchemical formula... What the fuck? The alchemical formula solvate et coagula, dissolve and precipitate, is invoked often in our circle to describe our ultimate goal in life. We seek to embrace both the darkness and the light to transmute the undesirable into the desirable. We look inward and confront the ugliness within us, the darkness in our very core, and we embrace it as an inextricable facet of our own being. We do not turn away from our darkness, instead channeling that darkness into something useful and beautiful. Our flaws become our strengths as we seek to attain a communion with the divinity woven into the fabric of our reality. Look, I mean, look. Kai, what I don't know what the fuck's going on anymore. We were born into this physical plane, trapped in a conglomeration of meat and electricity, and we spend the entirety of our existence here trying to figure ourselves out. By the time it's all over, we often have never gotten any closer to an answer. But the truth people can't seem to grasp is that the answer is unimportant. My left-hand path is not a destination, it's a journey. I've experienced things in my travels, not just in this realm. Once again, you have to elaborate on that at some point. The defined rational explanation, and I don't attempt to explain them in any rational way. I have communed with divinity. That's the only way I can describe it. And it isn't God or Satan. The divine has no shape or form. We ascribe form to the divine, but those forms are temporary. We are the universe manifested. We are aspects of the divine. We exist here for a while, then we go back where we came from. This divine force doesn't care if we worship the god of Abraham or Osiris or Jupiter or Cardunos. We should care because we're wasting our time with these pointless rituals and ceremonies. You could just be out there, living your best life, instead of spending so much time and energy trying to earn the love of a deity that does not exist. When I participate in any ritual, I don't invoke any particular deity because they're not real. I don't use names. I just call out with my heart to the divine force that exists in all things. But I participate in black masses because they're fun. Here we go. Anton LaVey said this regarding the black mass. The usual assumption is that the satanic ceremony of service is always called a black mass. A black mass is not the magical ceremony practiced by Satanists. The Satanists would only employ the use of a black mass as a form of psychodrama. A black mass does not necessarily imply the performers of such are, are Satanists. A black mass is essentially a parody on the religious service of the Roman Catholic Church, but can be loosely applied to a satire on any religious ceremony. Myself and my circle gather once a year on Devil's Night to perform a black mass. We invoke the name of Satan. We wear black robes trimmed with red. We light incense and disseminate it with a brass censer. We toll a bell 13 times at midnight and invoke 
Ope the Beast. The High Priestess removes her vestments and dons the face of Baphomet when the bell tolls. Then she calls out, What is the name of the beast? Then the congregation answers, The name of the beast is free will. The name of the beast is reason. The name of the beast is pleasure. The name of the beast is understanding. At this time, the beast lies on the altar in a loaf of freshly baked bread with a pentagram brand is laid across her breast and a copper bowl is laid across her belly. The bowl is filled with wine and the high priest is his second the deacon steps forward with a dagger and pierces her forefinger with a sharp blade, holding her finger over the bowl and allowing several drops of her blood to intermingle with the wine. This is all perfectly safe. Our high priestess is a trusted friend who undergoes a blood test each year on the eve of the ceremony to ensure she is healthy and only a few drops of blood ever reach the wine. The deacon then tears a small piece of bread from the loaf and dips it into the wine. Then we are called up to the altar one at a time by the beast to partake of the blood and flesh of the beast. Once this is concluded, the high priestess stands before the congregation as herself once more, the beast having been consumed by the faithful, and she delivers her final blessing to the congregation. Afterward, those who choose to remain, all of us usually, unless somebody has to work in the morning, will engage in a more intimate ritual in the light of a large bonfire upon which garlands of sage and fragrant flowers are thrown. This ritual, once again, I will leave to the imagination. Suffice to say, it doesn't officially end until the bonfire gutters out and burns its last, which is usually at least three hours or so. Since we are all followers of this left-hand path, we all seek the same understanding and audience with the divine, and we find this audience through these rituals. That's an orgy. They're they're having an orgy. I can read between those lines, Kai. Uh, sounds like orgy. It sounds like, I don't know. It sounds like fun to me. I'm sorry. The communion of this black mass brings us all closer together, even though we essentially made up most of the ritual ourselves, only taking bits and pieces from official sources, since it's our goal to invoke the feminine divine with our black mass. Our high priestess stands as the beast, another aspect of the divine, manifest on the altar and consumed by her congregation of ritual mock sacrifice. When we take in the flesh and blood of the beast, we take in a physical aspect of the divine. And yes, we ingest psilocybin hispanica before the Black Mass commences, so by the time it concludes, we're all in the middle of a truly mind-altering experience. This is how we commune with each other and with the divine. Our practices are completely harmless. From the outside looking in, at worst, we're a weird sex cult that dresses up in robes once a year because we think the pageantry of it all is a lot of fun. Their, their tripping yeah. balls have orgy after they invoke the devils. This sounds like a blast. Yeah, okay, I'm in so far. What else we got? <laughs> Incidentally, our high priestess is one of the coolest people I know. She used to sing in a black metal band when she lived in Canada. She's only our high priestess on Devil's Night. There is no leader to our married band, nobody calling the shots. We're just a collective of strange individuals who found community in our strangeness. She puts on a fucking show when she gets on that little stage in her temple. Our black mass is half ritual and half acoustic black metal concert. Our mass of the catechumens consists of Danica, I guess that's the high priestess, performing a series of invocations in a guttural tone, while her deacon, who is actually her husband Clem, yes, his name is Clem, and no, he's not a plays the fucking loot like a madman. It's a goddamn riot. Okay. I'm trying to pick in. There's someone like, with the loot yeah. around the bonfire. <laughs> he plays like a fucking madman, apparently. I like that part. He's going nuts and she's screaming at the, at the fucking, at a bunch of people in robes. I think they're <laughs> gonna drink blood and eat bread. Like, this is good. I'm into this. Alright. And it is a lot of fun, to be completely honest. Not just the hallucinogenic orgy, but the black mass itself. Once a year, we break out our nice robes and we gather in a temple. It's, it's <laughs> <Our> <laughs> nice robes. 
robes. And we gather in a temple that's actually a converted barn on the high priestess's working chicken farm. She even has sheep and harvests their wool each year and makes cable knit sweaters for her close friends. I wore mine sometimes at night when I was communing with the infinite in the desert over the summer. It's bright red with a big black pentacle across the front. It's genuinely one of my most prized possessions. She, she knits sweaters? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I put my phone down. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to process this. <laughs> this is a. This is a lot. High priest of your satanic orgy that you do every devil's night also runs a farm and makes her own sweaters. And she made this. She made Max Power's sweater. Max Power wore that sweater in the desert when they're on their fucking spirit quest over the summer. All right, and we come together to take part in an experience larger than ourselves. I highly recommend it. If you're not into invoking the devil because you just don't like the idea of fucking around with the occult, I completely understand. This stuff isn't for everybody, but it is an intrinsic part of our left-hand path. It's actually funny how it all came together. I came to this particular philosophy of my own and called it the left-hand path because based on everything I'd read, that's basically what it already was. Just a combination of Eastern theology and certain tenets of Aleister Crowley's dilemma. Although he would slur up and down, he did not follow the left-hand path, even though that's exactly what he was doing. But that's a story for another time, dear traps. My point being, I discovered the power of hallucinogens as a tool for spiritual awakening entirely by accident. I was a teenager. I like to get fucked up to escape my miserable home life. After my sister left for college, I was left alone with a mother who thought I was a deviant and a father who just pretended I didn't exist when he wasn't slapping me around. So I started losing myself in hard partying, unprotected sex, and hard drugs. It was a downward spiral. I don't think I would have survived if I hadn't dropped acid at a Halloween party during my senior year and lost my mind in an alley behind my ex-girlfriend's house. Uh, I'm sure it sounds ridiculous, but hallucinogens actually saved my life. What I experienced in that cold alley was an awakening, something that changed me to my core and set me on a different, healthier path. I take long walks every day. I bike to work each morning and bike home each evening. I eat well. I take care of myself. I don't eat a lot of junk food, and I only really drink alcohol on special occasions. I use THC tinctures regularly to unwind, and I ingest hallucinogens in a spiritual context. And these experiences are real for me. They change the way I live my life. I'm a kinder, more open, and empathetic person because of my experiences. I'm a pacifist, a vegan. I regularly volunteer at local animal shelters in a soup kitchen. That's actually where I'll be this Thanksgiving. I'm not saying this because I want to sound like one of those holier-than-thou types. Not at all. I'm not bragging. I'm just stating facts. When I was 17, I was a cruel, nihilistic, and incurious person. My life experiences had shaped me into somebody grotesque, and I was allowing my environment and self-destructive tendencies to consume me. One chance encounter with LSD opened my mind and showed me that I could rise above these impulses and these circumstances and become part of something greater than myself. Mine became the left-hand path, enlightenment through sensation and the feminine divine. I recognize my imperfections and embrace them, and in doing so I have purged myself of my self-destructive impulses. I love life, life is worth living, and it's worth celebrating. I choose to celebrate life through unorthodox means, including an annual black mass where I gather with the congregation and invoke the beast and consume her flesh and blood in order to grow closer to the divine. There's hop and circumstance and ceremony, chanting and bowing and singing, and we all have a grand time in our devil-worshipping cosplay. And we're high on magic mushrooms. And guess what? The next day, we're handing out candy to trick-or-treaters and watching it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown and carving jack-o'-lanterns. We're just living our lives like everybody else, only we're a little more content and a little more open. I don't worship the devil because the devil doesn't exist, but the devil is a pretty good robot, and so is Jesus Christ, if I'm being honest.
artist. He seemed like a pretty cool dude. You just don't have to worship either one of them in order to live a worthy life. We're worthy of love and we're worthy of contentment. We don't need to earn salvation because we're already saved. That's what I believe. It's what I know in my heart. When this body dies, it'll just be another trip for me. Who knows where I'll end up? Either way, I'm not terribly concerned. What will I have lost in the final analysis for enjoying my life while I have it? Not a fucking thing. Sometimes I wear a mini skirt and heels to work. Sometimes I wear pressed slacks and a silk tie. My co-workers don't fucking care because they know who I am and the action like me. I'm a very personable individual. I know how to network, but I also don't bullshit people. I don't hide myself away and I always present myself as I am. That's the only way I can get through this life without losing my mind. I cannot pretend to be anybody else. I don't wear a mask. I had to do that for too long before and I won't ever go back. So yes, I attended a black mass on Devil's Day, as I have every year since 2011. It's a fucking blast. And maybe the devil didn't show up, but the beast always does. And she knows how to fucking party traps. 31 <laughs> paragraphs, motherfuckers. <laughs> Oh, so, Jesus, Max Power. Wait a minute. Hang on. What have you done? There are, in fact, 31 paragraphs, I believe. So, Max oh. Power hit the goal. I asked for 30 paragraphs. You gave me 31. Damn. I, I, <laughs> I honestly did not expect that. 31 <laughs> paragraphs, Power. motherfuckers. Thank you for telling us about your the wonderful adventure you have apparently every year and you never invite us we'll be there next year look i mean like i'm gonna break this down we're gonna have to get the good rooms and once a year they all get together and uh they have an orgy that's that's wonderful news and max power just shared a whole bunch of shit about their life and their experiences i don't know i don't know how to process this i think it's amazing i'm glad you shared this what the fuck am i supposed to say i want to go i want to come to the satanic orgy first off you sent us a comment saying that you twerked dressed up like carrie at your fucking 35th birthday party and like i want to see video of that now you're saying you go to a fucking a black mass you're all high on mushrooms and then you have an orgy come on i guess i know what we're doing next <laughs> one paragraph more than you asked for after yeah okay you did you did me one better i'm not going to break down this email because there's no reason to we just read the entire text of the email you dear listener journey yes it was a journey and you dear listener can break it down however you wish look uh this is a this is this is madness there's really nowhere to go but down after that what the fuck happened at your birthday party i want to know uh, uncle of lies at gmail.com <laughs> send me that email doesn't have to be trapped you want to send it with me you're sending it with me <laughs> send him that video i'll watch it and i'll, I'll save it i can keep secrets kai doesn't even know and if you want to send us uh, he, he keeps all kinds of secrets i promise you want to send pictures of the black man maybe somebody had an iphone go click click took some pictures of the orgy uh, keep it dumb down though yeah. <laughs> this is weird Okay, but thank you so much for that email, Max Parth. Fuck it, maybe we will be pen pals. Who knows? Besides you need to vent about some shit that happened at work? I don't care. Tell us. Right. <laughs> or if you want to just like... It'll probably be more interesting than what we were doing. I mean, obviously. It'll be more interesting than what I'm doing. I'll tell you that. The flashlight hasn't shown up in the mail yet. <laughs> <laughs> Mac, Archbishop Mac, I don't want you to think we're giving you the short shrift. Thank you so much for coming back. We appreciate that. Maybe the most constructive mailbag we've ever had. Two we emails. Two one emails. Sack. It's yeah. a lot going down. I, it's like I appreciate it. like a history lesson and factual quotes and shit. Yeah, we got a quote from fucking Anton LaVey that we can put on our fucking, <laughs> our like, fucking show. Uh, well, thank you, everybody. Yeah, thank you so much, 
all, I guess all it's left to say is that if you, whoever you are out there, dear listener, would like to join this extremely fucked up conversation, please, by all means, feel free. If you got something that you think you can, that can top max power, fucking send us an email at traposhow at gmail.com. And if you, if you don't want us to share it on the air, just put private in the uh the, in the subject heading that's it just put private in there we'll, we'll share it amongst ourselves but we won't talk about it on the show we'll read we, it we will jerk off to it a thousand times <laughs> but we will not talk about it on the air the it's aliens like... won't jerk off to it because it's not going to the canon no well i don't know max power's email uh, i think it should be in the canon that is in the canon max power guess it's... what oh, shit. you're in the canon we have an email in the canon my black mass from Max Power is in the fucking Trapo Essentials canon because that motherfucker. Aliens are gonna want to do that. 31 paragraphs, motherfucker. Aliens are gonna want to do that. I mean, I'll be <laughs> to it later in bed. It's gonna happen. <laughs> oh, that, that is not making it to air. I'm straight to my black mass. That's gross. I mean, just imagine you in the dark. The only light is your phone. <laughs> Sweating profusely. <laughs> Congratulations, Max Power. My black mass has officially been inducted into the Trapo Essentials Canon. I didn't think You're we'd there. ever induct a fucking email, but we did it, <laughs> and you did it. Thank, thank you. You're thank welcome. You. Look, if anybody else out there thinks they can top that and they, they can get their email in the canon, and look, I'm sorry, Mac. You're the first to send us an email. You didn't make the grade. No, you didn't make the cut. Next time, see if you can top Max Power. I'm not saying, look, if you want to make something up and get real weird, we won't know if it's real or not. Unless you're talking about you literally met the devil and you, like, gave him a up. That probably didn't happen. But you can say some guy convinced you he was the devil because you were both high, and then you gave him a up. I'd buy that for a dollar, as that guy in RoboCop said. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. But yeah, we have an email address, traposhow at gmail.com. Send us an email. Send us a novel like Max Power did today. We will read it on the air, and we may put it in the canon. I guess we learned that tonight. Emails can go in the canon right next to Bat Out of Hell. Can you believe it? It's Meatloaf and Max Power. Oh, my God. Meatloaf and Max Power? <laughs> Meatloaf and Max Power mornings on KTRP the whole Halloween. <laughs> Max yeah, we got Max and the Meat on Max. They come, oh, they come right after Gary the Grinder. Mystery, Mystery Meat Mondays. Mystery Meat Mondays with Max and the Meat. Put it up again. Vienna the sausages. Vienna sausages. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> that ain't no Vienna sausages. <laughs> right there. Holy shit. It's one of them ballpark <laughs> pumps when you cook it. Holy shit. <laughs> like a shark. <laughs> It's possessed by demons. We get, look, and I'm sorry. We got an email address. Traposhow at gmail.com. Send us an email. It might go in the canon. Probably not, but it might. You could also leave us a, a message. Join the conversation. Traposhow at blogspot. Wait, no, no, no. no, no, no. no. Traposhow.blogspot.com. Find the post. Leave a message. Tell us what you think. Even if it has nothing to do with the show or the blog or anything. Whatever you have to yeah. say. We don't care. People do it. It's fine. Some guy went on a rant about Julie Strain just today on the <laughs> blog, apparently. <laughs> That's nothing to do with the conversation. And about how but it's fine, because we had a conversation about it. Their mother might have regretted them being born a boy or something. Like, it, got, it got weird, and I, we didn't address that, and we're not going to address that because, you know. Because this is a safe space. This is a safe space. If you like Julie Strain and your mother hates you because you were born a boy, come on to the Trapo blog. Leave a comment. Tell us all about hey, it. Hey, you know what? The way this podcast is going, you'll be the woman that your mother always wanted by the end. <laughs>
you listen to the show, you love it, you sniff it. I'm sorry, that's not. <laughs> I'm not putting that in. You don't sniff the shows. Dear listener, <laughs> the shows sniff you. They sniff you. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we didn't even have to do anything. These are the best episodes because we didn't do jack shit. They did all the work, and we just get to read it. If only every episode could be a mailbag, we wouldn't have to do any research. We'd have to do any preparation. But no, unfortunately, it doesn't work that way, Kai. Next time, we have to do something. I'm looking forward to that. But dear listener, thank you so much for listening. Email us. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram for now until all that shit goes up in flames. Oh, Donald Trump was just reinstated on Twitter. Oh, God. You know what? I guess that means Trump was off Twitter. Never mind. We're done. We're on Instagram still. You can find us there and maybe Mastodon or Tumblr. If I ever figure out how to actually get into Mastodon, I tried, but they never sent me the confirmation email. And guess what? Nudity is allowed on Tumblr again. So Max Power, you want to send us nudes? We can put that on Tumblr. It could happen. Your email. Tempershow.gmail.com. Send us nudes. <laughs> no, no, don't send us nudes. But send us nudes. <laughs> But for everybody else, get the fuck off the internet because it's time. It's late. It's so fucking late. Get off the internet. You know what? This is great. I'm going to hang up. Bye. Trapo, the show that talks about stuff on purpose, is a Fenderman Incorporated production.